0: Thanks for tuning in to African in Sports. I'm Coach On this episode, we head out to London, England to sit down with Ghanaian professional boxer Denzel Tushar Bentley. I really enjoyed this one. Not only just being in London, but being in that legendary Peacock gym where so many greats have walked through those doors and trained to perfect their crafts. It was great to just sit down and pick Tushar's brain on how he got from the streets of London to that ring. Check it out in the closing
1: stages. Well, you do the history on the Ashanti people in Ghana, you know they're, they're, they're warriors. I know I have that, bro. I'm a warrior, bro. That's where right. I'm from. I was eating Bancou for dinners, coming home and eating Banku again. <laughs> so, we used to go around different blocks in the estate and just fight each other, like, didn't matter what age, they didn't know about weight class, no-one was into boxing. We just put gloves on, guard, and fight.
0: What's going on African Sports fans? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Chris Kosee Strong. And as you guys know, we take this thing all over the world. And today, we're in London, England, at the Peacock Gym with none other than Boxer. Denzel Too everywhere <laughs>
1: Gazelle, what's going on? i good, bro. How you doing? I'm well, well, good, man. man. I'm happy
0: we get to do this, bro. <laughs> Listen, on the plane over here, I watched 3-2. I was getting ready, bro. I was just getting my mind right. Like, I'm about to be in the, I'm about to be in the ring with dude, you know? <laughs> I, feel you, I feel
1: you. I feel you. I'm not ready for that, though, but... Yeah. You know, yeah?
0: Yo, tell me how you got the
1: nickname. Um, As an amateur, my family and friends used to come watch me all the time. And um, I'm sure you saw a bit of my sparring today. I've been boxing as an amateur, so they'd be like, oh, he's too sharp, you can't hit him, you can't hit him. I didn't really want to make it my name, but it kind of stuck. So I thought, you know, I'll go with it. So it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Too sharp. So is that what you go by? People call you Too Sharp or do they call you Denzel?
1: Um, people call me Denzel. Some people call me Too Sharp, it's just whatever they prefer.
0: Yeah. Known around London ringing, name ringing bells everywhere, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm just trying to make my name hold a bit of weight, man. You know what I'm saying? I you, yeah.
0: I you. So your parents are from Ghana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about them.
1: Um, yeah, they're from Ghana, from Kumasi. So they're both Ashanti. And it's funny because like every time or someone in my family, hears, because I started boxing late. So every time another Ghanaian or aunties is in that here, that, like, oh, he's a boxer, they think, hold on, but you're a shanty. shanty, we don't like, we don't box. Like mm. we're all we tough people, fight on the street and stuff, but we don't box. It's all the people from Accra that box, that all the guy people that box. So like other fighters that are Ghanaians, if you find out where they're from, nine times out of ten they're from Jamestown and Accra. But where my family are from, like there's no boxes that come up from there. So it was a bit new. So yes, yeah, it's, it's nice back there. I go back there regularly. Um, I went there last year, again, back again there this year. Hopefully this year I go out there, I get a bit more exposure out there, do more interviews and stuff out there. So just to get more in touch with that side so they know where I'm from and they support me, I support them and put gun on a map, hopefully.
0: How do you get into boxing then?
1: Um, When I was 15, my brother, he bought some gloves. And like growing up in the estate, obviously like we're friends and stuff, all people know each other, but we used to fight a lot. So he bought some gloves. He was trying to make a bit of money out of it. Like, that's his thing. He's kind of, like, entrepreneurish kind of thing. So he's like, yeah, everyone pay a fiver to fight each other. So we used to go around different blocks in the estate and just fight each other, like, didn't matter what age. You didn't know about weight class. No one was into boxing. We just fought gloves on, head guard, and we just fight. Then people were like, oh, no, you're actually kind of good. Like, I remember beating up some older boys, and, like, they thought they could beat me up. I'm like, yeah, like, I could beat up the older guys about trying to disrespect them and make them feel like they got to get me back. So. Yeah. We just kept it like that, then we both started boxing. I found a gym when I got to college. So, a few years later, I met a friend that boxed. I was like, right, well, take me to your gym. Took me down to his gym, down Bermondsey, and then I just started from there.
0: How long does it take you to get to that point where you're like, okay, like, I'm, I'm focusing my energy and I'm kind of using it in different ways now?
1: Um, it's, it's hard to say, because when I first started, I used to lose my head a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna catch you. When I catch you, you're, you're going to sleep, but it's not like that. I remember getting beat up by some guy that was like, probably 10 kilos lighter than me. What's going on here? But, like I said, the better you get, it just it depends how long it takes you to get better. Because if you're not good at it and you keep getting punched about, the back, you're, you're going to get frustrated. But when you start getting better at it and you start landing your shots, you start feeling good about yourself and it's like, yeah, I'm getting better at this. And because you're getting better at it, you're feeling good about yourself. So then you start kind of control your anger until someone comes along and beats you up again and mm. then you've got to learn it over again. So, yeah.
0: so let me ask you, what does boxing mean to you?
1: Boxing? What does it mean to me? It's, 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 it's helped me a lot. It's helped me a lot in life. It's helped me get away from... Things I used to get up to when I was younger, so I appreciate boxing. Skip for over that. That.
0: You gotta tell me what you was getting into
1: when you was younger. Bro. <laughs> I need <to> the hint. <laughs> my guy into too much D basically just pure nonsense, like yeah. tra- tra- just just tra- trying to trying to find the easy way out like, or what I thought was the easy way out. Like, you feel me? Like doing things to make money, getting invo- getting involved in like what they call post cold wars and stuff. Like I'm from here, you're from there, you can't come around here kind of thing. Rolling with the wrong crowd. You feel me? Like just always feeling like I gotta have my my boys back. Like I still feel like that, but just differently now. Mm. So, um, it's helped me get away from that because I spend less time in, on, on the street or in my area, more time in my house and in the gym. Still in the same area, but all my friends support it, so mm. that's the good thing. They're not like, oh, you're moving kind of mad now, like, you don't roll with us no more. They all support it, they all come to my fights and they know what it takes. Like, I, I'm sure it took a bit of time for them to understand, but because they see where I'm heading, they kind of all support it and they're all for me. So, if, they, if, if there's like, say for example, a problem, they will make sure I'm not involved. Like, yeah, no, nah, we don't want you involved because... I don't know, maybe they see it as when you blow, we're coming with you, yeah, so stay yeah. out of That's of they have
0: it kind of. Yeah, exactly. Nah nah, you don't need to be getting into it a, You make exactly. sure you boxing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're boxing, we'll support you, but listen, when it's time, you know what I'm saying so, yeah, no, it's good.
0: So when your brother started this like fight club type thing, yeah. How was that? Were you say it was successful? Were y'all making a lot of money? Were people you said your friends came and supported, but was it a big deal?
1: Yeah, no, it it, it was in our estate. In our estate it was. I'd, he got all the money, I didn't get nothing out of it, so nice he got whatever he got, yeah, that, that, that's what he's like, but that's how the rich stay rich, innit, it's stingy, Come but on, obviously, bro. yeah, he, well. <laughs> but he, yeah he, he was doing his thing, um, then it just got to a point where it just became fun now, so he even just stopped charging people and it was like, so people will call us out, so we would get like two brothers from over there calling me and, he, me and him out because we, like, we were sort of running it in the estate. Like, anyone that tried to step to us, he would go, beat them up, then I would go and beat like, mm-hmm. that person, and it's like, ah, right, cool. So it was like a little tag team kind of thing, a duo mm-hmm. thing. But he, he just felt like he was too old. And like I said, he had a, like an entrepreneur mindset. He didn't have the patience to try and grind it out and get better and take it serious and try and be something out of it. So he soon stopped And When he got a gym, he found an amateur gym. He soon stopped in and then jumped into a next hustle, and he's doing his thing now. Yeah, but I just carried on because I've always been a sporty person, and I've never really, I don't want to say, oh, I've never been entrepreneurial, but I've never really like paid attention to the business side of things, especially being young. You're not thinking about business. I've just always been a sporty person. So I guess that mindset got me to where I am today.
0: So take me back to you guys growing up. It's you and your brother. Yeah. Is that it, just you and your brother?
1: No, I've got two brothers and a sister. Two yeah. brothers and a sister.
0: Yeah. You're raised by these Ghanaian parents. Yeah. Here in London. Yeah. What's that like?
1: Oh, it's, 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 it's mad because you're, you're growing up in a Ghanaian household. But like I'm, I'm guessing, from my experience, every, every African household is similar. So you grow up with a lot of discipline, learn to respect your elders, don't talk back, all of these things. But then you go outside and you see other kids that maybe ain't African and how they talk to adults and how they speak to other people that ain't their family. And you kind of adopt that kind of um, attitude as well, because you feel like you, you ain't pushing me around. You know what I'm saying? So at a point, the only people I had respect for was my parents. If my parents couldn't tell me nothing, no one could tell me nothing. In school, my parents are getting called in every day. I'm thinking, damn, she's <laughs> like, again. But, like, it was different. But I remember I got sent to Ghana for two years. So I got me, me, my little brother, my little sister got sent over there for two years. And we found out very quickly that you do not talk back to your elders. You know what I'm saying? Because I just thought, my parents ain't telling me that. No one's telling me kind of thing. But they would tell me, so I would never over overstep that boundary with my parents. But outside, it's like, you're not my mum, you're not my dad, kind of thing. Or you're not my older brother. So you talk to him however, and then, you realise, alright, stand up. You're holding licks, you're mm-hmm. getting hit with a cane, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, like you can just do that and get away. Like the teachers are, you know what I'm saying. So then, wow. when I got back, I was, back, I got back into the attitude of respecting my elders, and that's actually stuck with me. So that's a good thing.
0: Tell me about what, how it went down at home. What type of music were y'all listening to? What was your favourite foods? I need yeah. to know all of that. You need to take me inside the crib.
1: When, when I was young, I was heavy. I was, okay. I was about 14 stone before I started boxing. I did everything. I'm eating fufu. I'm eating kenke. I'm eating banku. I remember there was a point when I went to school in Ghana, I was eating banku for dinners, coming home and eating banku again. Yeah. Bro, oh my... God. I got. Eventually, I got tired of it. Though. I was like, yeah, no, I can't have this no more. I, I like, <laughs> <laughs> you can see it on me and everything. Like I'm just... I'm round. Like, you know what I mean? But it was all good. I'm like, how old? I'm like 16, 17. And I'm like 14 stone. I'm just huge. But... It was good. I, right now, I just love jollof rice though. That, that's my dish, my go-to dish. I go home off the and there's a plate of j rice. I'm happy. But yeah, I don't eat all the heavy stuff no more. So the fufu and that, and the Banku and the kenke, I don't really eat. But when I'm in Ghana, I take my time to eat that because I know I ain't in the gym for a while. But when I'm here, that, that just slows me down. It's so heavy, man. But um, yeah, we listen to a lot of Ghanaian music. Some, some Daddy Lumba. That's what okay. that's what used to get banged around the house. Daddy okay. Lumba. Yeah. Some, some some hip life.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, didn't really grow up on hip hop because my older brother's only three years older than me, so we wouldn't listen to music like that. Do you know what I mean? We're more just playing, watching and like cartoons like Dragon Ball Z and all these other things. So we were more on that. But whatever my parents played in the house, which is mostly like from hip life music, Ghanai music, we, we kinda rocked with. And when you hear that now, it's like, oh damn, old school. Like, you know when someone hears like an oh, old school 90s shooting, they're like, oh I grew up that's on this. Gym. You know what I'm saying? That, that's not us. We hear that we're like, oh, Daddy Lumber, tic-tac, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So yeah, 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 we messed with that. But as we got older, we started listening to, obviously, other music like hip hop and that, and UK rap and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what's on the playlist? Right before you about to come into that ring, how you rocking out?
1: You know what, it, 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 for me, it depends who's really popping at, at the minute, man. I remember um, when I'm coming into the ring, I remember the last thing, not the last thing, but what got me was Meet Mill's new tape championships. championships. I thought some of these tunes get me in the zone. So some of the tunes I just put on the playlist and just had it running like three or four tunes banging it and then I added a few tunes from um, Nipsey's album from um, Victory lap like, like the first tune that gets me I love the rhythm and that it's just mad so I just have like four or five tunes just on repeat just like on just keep going around like it starts again and I'm like it, it just sends you shivers and you're thinking I'm ready so when, when you come back yeah it gets me my zone so that's me
0: okay I want to know about what that neighborhood was like you, bro, you, t- you spoke about it briefly yeah how would you say that that place made you
1: it made me. It made me learn how to hold my own, and I, I, I guess that rubs off on me in the ring. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the ring, I, I'm not. I know it sounds mad, but I'm not taking no violation. So you're you're, you're trying to get the better of me. I'm not having it. Just mentally, like, nah, I can't sleep if that happens. Like, if that goes on like that, I'm not sleeping, kind yeah. of thing. You feel me? But I don't want to. I don't want to act like, ah, it's a mad rough neighbourhood. I enjoyed my time there, okay. my childhood there. I love it there. But there was some tough people around there, and there was some some troubling times. Like, if I'm being honest, what I'm saying so. Like. Yeah. Loads of things that happen, like stabbing, shootings, all these things. But things that I wouldn't want to get involved in now, I'm, just, I'm trying to stay in my house. But, yeah, sure. but I still live in the same area now. Oh, nice. But the whole hood's got love for me. Like, everyone in the area's got love for me. They know what I'm doing, they see what I'm trying to do. So every time they see me, it's all love. Like, even like, the locals, even the ones that ain't about anything. Like, the locals just like, yo, I respect what you're doing, man. Like, so sometimes I go back and do some work with some kids in the youth club and that, show them some facts, like, yeah, you lot. But when I get to that point where I make a bit of money from it. Hopefully, I can bring them to these fights and spend some money on them and just show them a different outlook because when you're growing up, there's only a certain amount of role models you have. And the ones you're looking at on the telly ain't tangible. They're not there in front of you. Right. Feel me? So, one of my goals is to get to that spot where I can be that role model and I'm exactly. right there in front of you. Exactly. They're thinking, well, oh, he can do it. He's from right there. Like, I'm at that block right there. He's from there. Mm-hmm. So, I can do it too. You feel me? But nine times out of ten, you only get the, the oldest in the hood that are like, Yeah, come, let me show you something. Or they're they're making a bit of money and you see them driving a nice car like, oh, I want one of those. Who doesn't, you know what I'm saying? And you're asking them, yo, put me on. Like everyone's been through that, like we've all been through it, like, yo, put me on. And then, if they see another light, hopefully they come out on a better path. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Was it a big African community? Uh,
1: a mixture, a mixture. Caribbeans, Africans. Mm -hmm. And saying that, it's mad because a lot of my friends are actually African. Like, mostly Ghanaian, is just mad because mm-hmm. the Ghanaian community is small, the African community is small. So if my parent knows them, someone else, I, I'm, that kid's my cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's a family friend. That's my cousin. <laughs> you know what
1: I'm saying? Like, yo, that's my cousin. Like, he's from around the corner. Yo, link me. Like. Let's <laughs> roll. You feel me? So I always kept that circle tight with me and my, my friends. But it's weird because I didn't, like, intentionally be like, yeah, 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 you are Ghanaian. you're rolling with me. It's like the way we kind of grew, the, the energy was the same. Like, okay, yeah, no, I can tell. You kind of, like, we just clicked, because obviously we were raised by African Ghanaian parents, so you, you just kind of clicked, because the way you're raised is like, okay, I was raised like that, like, I can relate to you, so you, you, like, that was my circle more time, but obviously you link up with the whole, the whole team, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other people there, a lot of Caribbeans and whatever, whoever's outside, and that's who we mingle with, like, we're all friends, like Asian guys in my hood, like white guys in my hood, that are on the same stuff, and we come out and we just do what we're doing, but when you're talking about the circle, most of my guys are all African
0: the biggest misconception about people from Ghana?
1: I can't say Ghana in general, what like that like Africans, like people that ain't African, well maybe not now, but beforehand, they just think like you're just the dumb. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you get an African parent that speaks in their accent, nine times out of ten you seem like you won't respect them, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, oh who's this freshie or who's this or whatever? You feel me? And it's like, it's not that, you know, like, we're intelligent people. We just don't sound like you. Do you know what I'm saying? And, or they feel like oh, um, our parents have us on, lock- like, on lockdown. We're not, we don't have no freedom. We're not allowed to do what we want to do, like, and like, or you're, like, you're forced to go school, like, which, which in some, in some ways is true because they appreciate education because back home, you've got to pay for that. But if they see another path and it's working, they will support that. And I feel like people feel like Africans don't support that. They just feel like, nah, nah, it's all about school. If, if, they don't, if you're not going to school, they don't really want to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that really ain't the, that ain't the, that ain't the truth. Mm-hmm. Because my parents support me fully. They come to every fight. Like My dad flies from Ghana to see me fight wow. for me. like When I dropped out of uni, he was, he, was, he was upset, yeah, but he didn't see where I was going. Now he sees it, they don't even mention it. They say, yeah, you can go back one day, but you're doing something, we support you.
0: So they've been supported from day
1: one. Yeah, 100%. 100 wow. from day one as an amateur they didn't really see it because they're just thinking like oh, you're just playing around like go to school but from my type of professional when they saw certain things like they're seeing the fights and um and obviously my first fight i got a knockout so they think, thinking oh, cool he's safe he's good yeah <laughs> keep it rolling you feel me yeah. so they fly down my mum's always excited like my mom's like you got an opponent yet and i'll tell her i come home from training the next day she's watching the guy i'm like oh. Yeah, yeah, I think you can beat this guy, you know. I've been watching him, I'm watching him. you lost to that guy, I'm like right. You're it. into it, like she didn't watch boxing at all, like now she's just like a fanatic. She's a boy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like she's studying my opponent. She's like, yeah, you can beat this guy. Time to make it. Time to make it. I'm like, right, you're more confident than me, but cool. Let's go. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah.
0: I love that. Now you talked about um, going from amateur to pro. Yeah. Walk me through that. What was that process like?
1: It was a scary, pro- it, was, it, was, it, was, it was scary still, I'm not going to lie. Because um, as an amateur, I had 17 fights. I didn't have much fights. So mm-hmm. I started late. I started when I was 19. I had 17 fights, but then I started coming here quite early. So I was here like, about a year and a half, two years before I actually turned professional. At this point, I'm flat. Like, I'm, like, I'm not earning nothing. I'm paying to box. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't got no man. I've got a little weekend job, but I'm helping that out with the bills at home as well. So even even traveling to the gym is, a, is is a myth. Like there's times I used to walk to the gym. Mm. Like, that's a couple of miles, but it's I'm just crazy. saying I like walking. <laughs> I don't like walking bro I just <laughs> ain't paying for that bus because I'm trying to pay for the gym like, it's crazy but you i gotta had to, get that in your I'm head gonna get, well, I, I'm a walker. I, 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 I like walking so I train and walk back home and I'm thinking that's mad at all. Sometimes I get like a little um you got these little Barclays bikes or Santander bikes and you gotta quickly blow in half an hour before they charge you an extra extra fees for the thing so i take out one of those and i just blow to the gym and slap it in the thing before half an hour go to the gym come back get one out and walk again but when i didn't have money i just walked to the gym and walk home and i just got to stick around like yeah i like walking but i didn't but that was the dedication i was willing to put in to obviously get to where i am and i'm guessing it's benefiting so after that i just thought i can't keep doing this i'm walking to the gym paying to box and earning no money I've got a weekend job, I get a couple hundred pounds a month and I'm paying the bills in my house and stuff. Like, this is getting long, I might have to just stop and, you know what I'm saying, like, just get serious with life or turn pro. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, so I phoned up a couple of friends and that, like, family and that, like, yo, what do you think about this? And they're saying, oh, but what's your take on it? They're like, why do you want to turn pro? Do you think you're ready? you think you're ready? And I thought, uh, not really getting what I want to hear back. Obviously, I, I grew up in an African household, I'm religious. So I prayed on it a lot, I prayed on it a lot, I prayed on it a lot. And then it just got to a point where I just started feeling like I made up my mind, like I'm doing it. I'm turning pro. So I came in there, sp- spoke to Martin, who's now my manager. I spoke to my coach, Ray. I was like, yeah, I think I want to turn pro. Like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I made up my mind. I think I want to turn pro. Boom, came down with a manager's contract, done it. Got my medical sorted, everything. Came to my first fight and I felt that burn, that spark again. I thought, oh, I'm on it. I hadn't felt it for a while because the last losses I took, I just thought, oh, I'll burn this. I felt that spark again, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm proper up for this, like. This is what I wanted to know if I was gonna feel. I wanted to, to feel this spark again. And tell her, like, before I turned pro, I asked my coach to put me in um, the elite championships because for me as an amateur, I just wanted to learn every style possible. So I'm like, "I'm like, put me in the elite championships, please. Let me see how I get on. And he was like, um, nah. Um, he's like, yeah, 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 I'll put you in it. Let's, we'll have this fight first. But he knew the fight he was putting me into was after the entry to the championships. So he had, no, he had no intentions of putting me in it at all. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to hold me up to the next year. Like, I can't wait the next year to get my life going as I'm seeing it. Like. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, <clears throat> came to the gym, spoke to everyone. So yeah, cool. Came out, had my debut, won it. And I, I had that spark and I was like, yeah, I'm ready for this again. Like, I just felt I felt good about myself. I felt alive. I felt like, yes, like I've, I can actually say I'm a boxer. Like, I've got an occupation. Like, I'm doing something with my life. I'm not just sitting back trying to make things work. I'm actually doing something. And I felt good about myself. And it's paid off for Probably one of the best decisions I've made.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right now, dude. Yeah, they're... exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying? So,
0: Wait, take dude. me back to that first debut match. Like, take me before the match. What was going on through your head? What was happening? What were the butterflies like? I need to know all that.
1: I was, I was nervous, but I wasn't really nervous because of the opponent. Because as you know, you come to your debut, they're not putting you and anyone mad. But um, I was more nervous because I saw bear t- I saw a load of tickets.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I had like, I had like, just York Hall a small venue. I like three people, like 300 people, sir. So 300 people just basically sitting ringside. Uh, <laughs> so that's,
0: that's all the people who used to come to to when you and your brother was doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, <laughs>
1: more family members now, because they know that it's serious. And yeah. people that used to come and watch my amateur fights, and now just, everyone's just like everyone's come together at this point. So everyone in the little little patches that used to come has all come together for my debut. So I'm thinking, damn, I gotta look good. That's what I'm thinking. But I'm like, I gotta look good. Like imagine I go in there and I just fight so bad, and it just looked so bad. I thought, I got, to, so that was my main pressure. Like, I've got to look good. I've got to actually look good. Can't. When they go back on box and these things and look at that guy's record, they're thinking, well, he, he just struggled against him. I'm, i got to look good, so I'm in there thinking, damn, like, I'm actually a professional. Like, No vest on, I got fired my top it's off real? and that. It all feels weird. I could feel the breeze on my skin and that, and then tried on the 10-ounce gloves. The coach is like, that's for the first time as well. I've never tried on 10-ounce gloves before. It's like, oh, how does that feel? I'm like, these are small, someone's getting knocked out. Mm. And I was like, wait, hold on, he has them too. Damn, wait,
0: hold on. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're like, cool. Went in there, as soon as the bell went, all the nerves went. I'm like, just tunnel vision, I'm on you. Kill Mo. Went in there, I just hit him with a flurry of shots. I ended up knocking him out in like 40 seconds. Wow. Everyone started like, okay, getting crazy. I was like, I didn't know how to act. I'm like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Coach was like, calm down, bro. He's a dead Nah, no, I can't like, calm down. bro. I'm
1: thinking. Ah, like, <laughs> it was all good, but um, come out and that, they showed love and that. Yeah. Came outside, I didn't get back to the change room for like another hour because everyone's like, yeah, yeah, complete picture, bro, yeah, bro. Sick, bro, a load of people missed it as well. You know, black people timing, everyone's missing yeah, shit yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, so sick feeling, man, a proper good feeling, man. I wow. loved it, man. I got outside, everyone started throwing shamps. Like, Where did you get shamps from, bro? But it was just all mad. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy, like it's, <laughs> like, it's starting. I just felt like, yes, like, we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so it's good. I love it, I love it. No, it's cool.
0: Did anybody push you towards like going pro or, like you said, was it just the circumstances like yo, I no, think I get this
1: is done. Literally, man, just my circumstances It's like no one pushed me in any direction. Like even the friends I spoke to, they're not even trying to say, yeah, do your thing, bro, make some bread, like make some money. They're just like, bro, it's your decision. I can't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's different. I speak to my coaches, it's like, yo, when you're ready, like there's people in the gym saying, You're ready, man, turn pro, man. My coach is like, don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. When he's ready, you make the decision. So no one pushed me into anything. It was literally just my circumstances. Man. Yeah, that's why I made that decision.
0: What does this gym mean to you?
1: Oh, this gym means a lot, man. This gym this gym plays a big part in who I am. I'm not gonna lie, man. The people in this gym, the people that got me to this level. If, if I didn't find this gym, I probably wouldn't have turned pro at the time I turned pro or probably still wouldn't have turned pro now. Mm-hmm. Because I was here and they took me in and I was getting all the work I was getting with all these other guys that were at this mad level. And then eventually I'm, I'm catching up. I'm, I'm getting better. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm just thinking, I'm actually getting better. Like, loads of people in the gym are like, yo, are you pro? I'm like, no, nah, I'm an amateur. No, you need to turn pro. I'm like, nah, I ain't ready yet, bro. Like, because I, I ain't got a taste of the professional. World. I don't know what it's like. These guys are batting me around in the ring and telling me to turn pro. Yeah. I don't really feel these guys. But obviously, you don't fight these guys as soon as you turn pro. But yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm going to take my time. Like, I'm, I'm cool doing the amateurs right now. Obviously, you're not getting paid or nothing. So, life is a bit of a struggle. You're, you're still trying to earn as, while coming to the gym. But I just dedicated myself to this gym. And it's, it's yeah, man, it's, it's made a good fight around me.
0: So, right now, you undefeated? Yeah. What's that like?
1: It's cool. It's cool to everyone else that don't understand boxing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, oh, you ain't lost. Oh, you yeah. being a tomato everything. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. But being undefeated means more when you get them real fights and you're digging deep and you're like, I'm coming out on top. Like, then you feel like a savage. Like, yeah, you can't beat me. And that's what I'm waiting for. That's, I'm waiting for them fights that, that gets on top. And it's like, I come out on top and it's like, I'm a savage. That's why I'm here. That's when I, I would know what that undefeated thing means, like for real.
0: What part of your African roots just helps you remain on top right now?
1: The, where my parents are from, man, the Ashanti region, man. Like, you go back there and you see what these people are like, and they're like, hey, these people really struggle. So, for my parents to get from out there to come over here to give birth to me to do what I'm doing. I'm like yeah nah i can't let these people down Nah, i can't let them down bro and they're warriors bro you do the history on the shanti people in ghana you know they're warri- they that they're, they're warriors so mm-hmm. that's like yeah yeah i know i have that bro i'm a warrior bro that's where warrior. i'm from you yeah definitely a
0: warrior man you inspire no, thanks, me man. i'm sure you're inspiring all the little homies all across the world right now yeah, yeah yeah but man it's been a true pleasure to do this with you bro love man Appreciate man, it. real talk bro appreciate it bro. love for african sports <laughs> it's your boy chris coach cz strong that's denzel we out of here baby